0: students, and welcome back to Pop Culture University, the university where you learn everything that is going on in the world of pop culture and see what you can learn from it for your own life based on what these celebrities are going through. If it is your first time here, thank you so much for coming. If it is not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. I love you. I stan you. I'm in your fandom. You guys, I, like, was just about to, like, make this podcast episode today, and I got some bad news when I first started. And that bad news is, is that Selena Gomez really downgraded. She really, really did, because I just checked who she was currently dating or allegedly dating now. And you're gonna gag when you hear who. Are you, make sure you're sitting down. It's one of the chain smokers. The the one whose name Drew, the cuter one, obviously. I don't even know the other one's name. Um, Jewel Pod Smoker number one and Jewel Pod Smoker number two is what we'll call them. I saw them live in concert like twice. And when I held up a sign that said, will you marry me? Well, just on my phone. Like I typed it on Snapchat and they looked at me and they were like, which one of us? And I was like, honestly, neither. (laughs) I just want to see what you would say. It's very much like I was going to say no. But like, why are you saying no? You know, I just I just want to put them in that situation. I they also hired me once. Hired me. Paid me to make up a conspiracy theory about them on tiktok and so i said that they died and they were replaced by two white boys because they just look like any two white boys on the street at any given moment hell i could be a chain smoker which is a big insult to myself but you know you never know so i made that conspiracy theory and then they duet it and they like laugh at it as if it's like so not true and i'm like i was it it's i was so tempted to just stitch them and be like uh remember when you sent me money to make you this you freak anyway cena gomez i mean i kind of feel bad that she can only get a chain smoker right now i wish she could get someone like more attractive but oh my god did you also hear the news that apparently the chain smokers are having like they said that they have had multiple threesomes with each other each other i don't know if they're brothers or whatever but that's weird. I could never just like do that with one of my friends. That's so creepy. That's weird. Especially if we're like a famous duo, that's like incest, but they would have threesomes with fans. So maybe Selena is getting Eiffel towered by the two most basic jewel smoking boys on the planet. They do have that one song Paris. I knew we had to keep an eye out for her or she would just do something crazy, but um, good luck to Selena. Wish you the best girl. Okay. Anyway, what are we going to talk about today? There is some tea, honey. Some very dramatic. Sweetie. Sweetie, we're going to get into this tea and it ain't sweet. So we're going to talk about Shakira and Miley Cyrus, both making songs that literally ruin their ex's lives. Like they can't leave the house anymore and they're actually tormenting them and going out of their way to traumatize them. And it's actually the most two epic diss tracks both dropped on the same day and you're going to get your fucking life if you've ever been heartbroken. Even by a guy who you just like, went out on one date with you're going to love this then we're going to do a little update on the idaho murders we're i'm not going to put that first in the podcast anymore because i've just been doing that so much lately but um we're going to go through how scary of posts this guy made when he was like 18 or 19 basically how he has no empathy and how he's worried that one day the fact that he has no empathy will end up being very bad for someone in his life it's so scary and then we're going to talk about britney spears having a manic breakdown and at a restaurant in public and her husband leaving her because he was like so-called embarrassed by it crazy episode so much tea y'all better sit up straight in your desk pay attention no chewing gum uh you better not be snapchatting during this taking notes the whole mother effing time here at pop culture university okay so before we get into it rate this podcast five star on spotify if you have not rated it yet you're fake um screenshot yourself listening to this post it to your instagram story and tag me and i will hit you up ask anyone i do that and we can become besties literally ask anyone around you at any given moment on the street they know and tuesday friday class don't forget it okay let's get into today's episode take your seats students pop culture university is in session 2023 is the year of being petty, okay? It is the year that we are proclaiming that. We're going to stop pretending like we're too good for it, all right? We're going to stop pretending like we're too mature. 2023 is the year of being petty, but not in a childish way for no reason, like in a mature way, and you're just giving people what they deserve. This year, you will take the high road eventually, but after you drop the baggage behind you and Tell your ex or whoever hurt you how much of a dumb loser they really are. Because going up that high road, it's like a steep road. You got to have four-wheel drive to get up that road, that high road. So dropping the baggage is good. So you can really get up that road easier. And you can move on after you've aired out your grievances, which is exactly what Shakira is doing I won't pronounce her name like that anymore, I'm sorry. Which is exactly what Shakira is doing in a monumental way. This is like, the this song should have been the World Cup song. But instead, they did, the did, the um, I hate that song. The World Cup song this year could induce a seizure if I hear it again. So, well, when Shakira isn't running from the IRS, she's finding ways to embarrass her ex and traumatize him. But for good reason. So if you don't know, Shakira and her ex-fiance, I believe they were engaged, I believe, Gerard Piquet. Gerard is admittedly very attractive. It's unfortunate that we have to give him those props. He's very attractive. He plays soccer. Okay, y'all pretty. Your face is a work of art. Your smile can light up New York City after dark. Okay, yo, cover boy pretty. Stamp with a beauty mark. But it's same that it's a shame that such a pretty face goes with an ugly heart i don't know the lyrics but anyway he's attractive so is so shakira though she's even more attractive they were together for over a decade they have two kids together two beautiful kids and they're both really successful like obviously shakira is the shakira 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 and then yeah he was like a soccer like a like a footballer like a real big time like cristiano ronaldo like You know, like they they were doing the thing on the the field together. So they had this perfect life together for over a decade, two kids, and then guess what? He cheated on her with a 22-year-old. Isn't that just fucking laughable, things men do? But it's almost like comical in a way where we've seen this ending a million times. Men will have everything that they think they want in their picture-perfect life, but their ego will still get in the way and make them settle for someone who is literally a child. Because no shade to this woman, to this woman, but men need an immature person or shitty person to help enable their shitty actions. So that's why they'll go for someone who is maybe um, of less class than who they were with previously, because that woman who they are with now will be okay with being with someone who just cheated on someone who they were just with for 10 years and they know that they could potentially do it to that girl too but she'll probably let that slide so that's why he's with her um this 22 year old may i add no no shade we love everybody but she looks older than 45 year old shakira the the milk is aging bad that's all i'm gonna say repeat after me class you age faster when you have no morals and help men cheat on their wives you age faster when you have no morals thank you for saying it back so shakir put out a song called bzrp music sessions number 53 that's literally the name people were like on tiktok i made a video video about this they were like you pronounced that wrong it's i don't know how to pronounce bzrp berserp berserp i don't know bzrp music session number 53 I think she made that the title to refrain from making it the father of my children is a piece of dog shit. I think that was just the cleaner title that she would just had to go with. Uh, and she really fucked him up on this song. Never in my life have I heard a, a woman so graciously and so masterfully uh, lay a man out on an operating table and dissect every horrible piece of him in the most correct and factual way. And just absolutely destroy him. I don't speak Spanish. This whole song is in Spanish. But she put out a video where she's translating the whole thing. So it's amazing. She was like, people in English are going to want to hear this. <laughs> people in English. You know what I mean. People in who speak English are going to want to hear this. Um, I do have my seal of biliteracy, though. But don't be fooled. They give that to everyone. <laughs> All you have to do is like watch season one of Dora. Yeah. And my seal of my litter should be revoked. Don't they a star go to the bathroom? But anyway, let's get into some of these crazy lyrics. So she says in, I'm obviously going to say the Spanish. I mean the English lyrics because like I would just wouldn't get the Spanish lyrics right. I would botch it. She says, quote, you left me with the in-laws as my neighbors. Media outlets at my door and in debt. You thought you heard me, but you made me stronger. Women don't cry anymore. They cash in. Yeah, that first line, you heard that right. You left me with the in-laws as my neighbors. Because over 10 years ago, when they moved in together, they wanted to live. I'm I'm assuming Gerard wanted to live by his parents. Maybe he's a, a mommy's boy. Explains a lot. He wanted to live next to his mom. So after they broke up, Shakira kept the house with the kids. And now she just has his mom as the neighbor. Isn't that the most awkward thing in the world? Like the stress induced when you have to go get your mail and potentially seeing her or when you're driving home and park in the driveway. Like is a fight going to break out at any moment? Is Shakira going to break into her house and kill her? Like Sha- Shakira's crazy crazy in, in the best way. I mean, she is a she wolf in every sense of the word, a rabid she wolf and something crazier. Like this is real life. She is crazier. She this week after she released this song, she put a witch statue. Think of like a creepy Halloween party city, witch statue on her balcony facing Gerard's mom's house. And she played her song, BZRP music session number 53 loud as fuck for her to hear it. Just to know how much of a piece of shit she raised. Isn't that insane? But isn't that also the level of craziness that we need to normalize? I think that's commendable. And I think that's a very non-threatening, threatening threatening threat. You know what I'm saying? It's like a a peaceful protest, but like a peaceful threat. You know, I'm not going to break in, but I am going to let you know that this is basically your eviction notice, girl. And you have about a month to get a realtor and move the fuck out. Or I'll turn up the music louder. It's hilarious. And a lot of people are like, I didn't know Shakira was like this. Thank God she is. I, I always knew especially after the Super Bowl when she looked right in the camera and she was like oh, no, 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 no. I knew there was some crazy in her and I was like mm, Shakira is you know feisty I, li- I, I like it so uh, yeah, I'm happy that Shakira is like that and I and did that and I think people should look up to her and uh, we should just normalize that level of mature pettiness. Moving on with the lyrics, she says, I wish you good luck with my supposed replacement. (laughs) I love that she won't even call her a replacement. No, no, because I love that. She paid attention to the details in this song. She's not going to say good luck with my replacement because you can't replace Shakira, bitch. She is Shakira. How dare you think a 22-year-old could replace Shakira? Like, what was he thinking? Like, I could go on a fucking tangent for years about... How dumb like what what possessed him what demon from the literal deepest depths of hell possessed him to do that to give up to Shakira for a 22 year old insane she is not your replacement she can't put she can't walk around in Shakira's shoes she can't I don't know the phrase she just can never be Shakira. And she's not even a fraction of her. So she says, good luck with my supposed replacement. I don't, she, and then she continues, I don't even know what happened to you. You are so strange that I can't even distinguish you. I'm worth two 22-year-olds. You traded a Ferrari for a Twingo. You traded a Rolex for a Casio. No, because let it be known, Shakira. Let it fucking be known. You are the Chanel. She is the Walmart. You know, we're not trying to pummel this girl, but she was complicit in this. I'm not saying it's her fault mostly, but I, I mean... There's really no excuse if you help a famous man cheat because you know he's famous and who he's with. So I don't think she's innocent in this. And I like that she's not letting him think that he upgraded or that his new girl will be even half as good because why should we let him be so delusional and try to let himself be happy? No, we're not even going to let himself convince himself that this girl is not such a downgrade. And I hope he looks in the mirror and says that like you downgraded a lot. She continued and she, okay. So this is kind of clever in the song. The girl's name that he cheated with is called Clara. So she kind of snuck in the girl's name, literally in the song, like name dropped her, but not explicitly saying her name. So the lyrics are, she's got the name of a good person. Clearly it is not how it sounds. So she's saying Clara sounds like a good girl, but she's not. She, um she's better known for the things that she does on the mattress oh wow she's a fakie mcfaker biatch but clearly in spanish is claramente so she kind of said clara when she says claramente so oh clara's probably shaking in her boots clara is shaking in her five below ripoff vans right now what's what's the saying hell have have no fury like a woman scorned and it's it's even harder when that woman has immense power like Shakira. She's definitely one of the like the top 10 most famous female singers ever. So I love how she's like grabbing them both by the throat and she's almost I I feel like she almost like not like h- like hung them in in public. But like you know like you know what I'm saying like she put them in town square just for people to Ridicule and laugh at, and almost like get the punishment that they deserve. Like, she figuratively put them just out in front of everyone, and she just left them there, like tied them up and left them there. And she's letting the world just go into them. And Shakira knew she was doing that, but she didn't care. She says, Oh, you fucked with me? And you know who I am? You know how powerful I am as Shakira? I'll fuck with you back. Who the fuck you think you're talking to? Fuck me? No, fuck you. That's what she said. She continues, This is my favorite line. It says, this song is to traumatize you. If it wasn't clear, Bay. this is to make you uh, consider swerving your car off the side of the road. This is not to make your life easy. I want you to have a headache, nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, and diarrhea, and um, erectile dysfunction as well. She says, I'm out of your league. That's why you're with someone just like you. I'm not coming back to you even if you're crying or begging. She said so just to make it clear you downgraded and you're stuck with that downgrade. You'll never get on this level ever again. How amazing. And how true. Like she's just speaking facts. Are are did she lie? Did she fucking lie? Are we mad at her for lying? No, cuz she told the truth. Like how how are we going to blame her for telling the truth? Thank you Shakira. Someone's telling the truth. That song has over 100 million streams in just 4 days. And it's breaking records and it's already number one on many charts. So the whole world is grabbing hands and we're all bullying people. But for, I think, I think for a good reason, like some people on the internet say we should bring back bullying for some people. And I just think people who are bad people don't deserve like, you know, to get off scotch free. I think that they at least deserve to be called out for it. So I'm totally along with this. Is this song immature? Some people were saying, oh, my God, this is, like, the most immature thing ever. Shakira is a child for this. He's better off without her. No, I, I I just don't think it's immature. I'm sorry. I'm so mature. I'm so mature. Anyone who cheats on the mother of their children is immature. That's who's really immature. Why didn't he just sit her down and be like, hey, I don't love you anymore. Like, just break – just, you know, end it in, in the – Best way possible. Why are you going behind your back and cheating on someone who is half who, well, first of all, who's double your kid's age? That's weird. It's just weird. And it's kind of like scolding a child in a way that so they can understand and maybe learn from it. That's what she's kind of doing from him. Maybe he'll change it better because of this. Why is not holding someone accountable supposedly the right thing to, to do? I think this is a good example that it is the right thing to do. Um, especially someone who held so much of your trust in their hands and just fucked with it. People are like, the kids will suffer from this. The kids will see this one day. Guess what? He publicly cheated on her. That was all over the news. Anyway, that was one of the biggest, uh, news stories when that first happened. I remember in 2021, when the photos first started to come out of her, of him going on dates, like publicly cheating, they are, they are already going to see this, but they'll see a strong, they'll see their mom being strong and setting a good example of not only to be a good person but what will happen to you if you're not and how to respond accordingly if that happens to them it's a great example to her kids and yes it may not look the best but at least they're not just seeing their mom get get disrespected and take it she's gonna release a song against him once and i think that's fine gerard's response he was wearing a casio and driving a twingo every day this week so i think that's him saying like you know she said that He downgraded from a Ferrari to a Twingo and a Rolex to a Casio. He's like, I'm proud of my Casio and Twingo. Good. Some people are proud that they're broke. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, that's embarrassing. Is this song misogynistic, internally misogynistic? Some people tweeted, the new Shakira song screams internalized misogyny and a bitter divorce. Let it go, woman. Someone else said, Shakira objectifies herself by denigrating her ex's new partner, under the phrase, you downgraded from a Rolex to Casio. We are humans, not objects. There is nothing empowering in being mean to another woman. You have to know how to leave. And would a male singer not do something like that? Not say his, oh, his ex bitch downgraded so bad to like a like a broke man or blah, blah, blah. blah. No, I think she's justified. She She didn't go so far into it, but I just feel like calling out a woman who fully knew what she was doing is not internally misogynistic i feel like blindly supporting her or just letting her off the hook is a bad thing to do and this is an example to other women other women that if you don't want to be called out like this then don't do it shakira's response to that controversy was i want to embrace the millions of women who rise up against those who make us feel insignificant women who defend what they feel and think and raise their hand when they don't agree they are my inspiration exactly we'll get into that more when we talk about what we can learn from this but another woman who's releasing a scaling diss track about their ex this week that is giving me fucking life i'm at the gym trying my hardest not to dance full out to these songs in between sets you don't even know oh my god i saw someone taking a photo of me at the gym this week and i wanted to beat his ass like i swear to god it was this old creepy man who knows what he wanted to do with that photo but it, it was like an he was like There was no way to mistake what he was doing he had his phone down on his side and turned it completely horizontally at an angle right where i was and i was already doing like hip thrusts so that's like a really like vulnerable situation to be in because you're like thrusting into the air like you're humping the air and with very heavy weights. so you look like you're dying in the face i just don't know what he wanted that photo for i I, I mean i I didn't see the photo on his phone i should have like gone up to him and be like hey can i see your camera roll like what the fuck are you doing so i kind of just stared at him really aggressively for the rest of the workout and even if he was behind me i took out my snapchat camera and looked at him in the camera like in my in my snapchat to just keep an eye on him like i was fully threatening him the whole time and i saw him keep like looking and then like looking away at me so creepy of him anyway if i see him again and he does that again it's going down but um miley cyrus she released her new lead single flowers and it is fucking amazing and i bet you liam hemsworth wishes he died in the hunger games because now miley is killing him so in this song flowers it's kind of like a self-love anthem but at the same time it's a you it's, it, it's a you didn't deserve me anthem and i need someone who treats me like i treat me shout out to chloe bailey and you just couldn't do that so it's a it's an amazing song if you haven't heard it yet go listen to it um It's competing for number one on Billboard this week. So go stream it to support Miley if you're a Miley supporter. The other girls competing for number one are SZA with Kill Bill and Taylor Swift with Antihero. So you have to pick a team this week. Who do you want to support? This is like my Super Bowl. Like who will get the number one? I don't want Taylor because she's already had number one for seven weeks. So, you know, she she's had her moment. I think I want SZA to get it this week, though. To be honest, just and then like like Miley next week, because SZA's been trying for four weeks, but she hasn't gotten it. So I want SZA this week, then then Miley next week. Anyway, this new song "Flowers." Let's just talk about all the way she shaded the fuck out of him in a flawless, uh, mature but also threatening way. That's the theme right now. So she released it on his thirty third birthday. He's a grown ass man on January 13th. So, you know, if he left the house that day or turned on the news or opened social media and he looked up his name to see if people were wishing him happy birthday. Ooh, not today, babe. That's a really effective way to ruin someone's birthday if you are famous, because like, bruh, I'd be scared to open the Internet to see what the like passionate smilers, the Miley fans are saying about me like that shit can really fuck with someone like how low blow and deep the fans will go and say about you so he yeah he had to not open his phone for the sake of his mental health on his own birthday that's unfortunate and i'm sure his friends and family were talking about it <laughs> like like even the conversations you're having on your birthdays about miley that's amazing she's so smart anyway she also s- sings in the song the lyric uh we built a home and watched it burn and that's how we kind of know like for a fact that it's about Liam because while they were still engaged in 2018 I believe their house got burned down during some of the California wildfires and they posted a bunch of photos of it like their whole entire house was burnt down uh she saved her animals thank god she didn't have she didn't have to make a second album to uh Miley Cyrus and her dead pets that the, the animals lived but um they even took a photo of like their couch cushions they had couch cushion that spelled out love in their house and like the couch cushions were like half destroyed half burned and they took a photo of the burnt crispy cushions that say love and it's kind of like eerie like an eerie sign from the universe that they weren't going to last because their love kind of burned down like their house did and yeah it's like a wild like foreshadowing by the universe in that situation but um so that's how we know it's exactly about Liam and then there was some other signs it was rumored that she wore his suit that she kept from him in the music video. I I don't know if that's a fact. She was doing workouts that he would do in like workout videos with his brother Chris, like very similar ones with cables and uh like handles and like I like like those rubber cables. You know what I'm talking about. The things that you pull and try not to look stupid when you use. And then she filmed it in like a gorgeous mansion. It's it's probably not her own home because um she probably doesn't want to be doxed but she filmed it in this really nice mansion that apparently liam used to rent or something or live in that and he would go to cheat on miley cyrus there with older with over 14 women that's what people were saying on twitter all week i want to tell you guys that's probably not true um I mean, as much of like a serve, that would be if Miley did kind of like put that on blast by p- dancing in that house. She tweeted in the past after they broke up, I believe in 2019. She said, I can admit to a lot of things, but I refuse to admit my, er- my marriage ended because of cheating. Liam and I have been together for a decade. I've said it before and it remains true. I love Liam and always will. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to say she did not get cheated on by 14 women. I hope that's not the reality for her. So I don't want to believe that. But um, I think the coolest part of the song is that when Miley and Liam met, it was on the last song set, which is a great movie. Uh, It puts the notebook to shame, in my opinion. The last song is a tearjerker. You know what I'm saying? When her dad is like playing the piano and I won't spoil the end, but his frail fingers, ooh, makes me want to KMS in the best way. But anyway, that's when they met. And so like, Bruno Mars was like a little teeny bopper taking over the world. And Liam dedicated one of Bruno's old songs. What's it called? I should have bought you flower. Oh yeah. When I Was Your Man. He dedicated that to Miley. And I know it's like a breakup song, but it's more of like a I Won't Take You For Granted song. And so he dedicated that to her when she was like 12 or something when they first met. I'm I'm kidding. She was like 18 or something. But Miley kind of like, interpolated or sampled the song in flowers because she repeats everything bruno is saying what he should have done with his ex but miley's now saying no one really needs to do that for me because i could do that for myself I forgot how good that song was when I had the chance take it to every party because I remember how much you love to dance. Wow. If my husband didn't dance with me, mm-mm, I would serve his ass divorce papers. You better put your hands on your knees and shake your ass on some thought shit if you're my husband. Okay. Anyway, so I'm very happy that these two women put out these songs and almost like remembered their worth in both of them. Yes, they were both fucked over. Yes, they both went through heartbreak. Um they seem to have been through a complicated toxic relationships, but they they came out much stronger on top after going through that. And they didn't let they didn't lose sight of how valuable they are. And that can be seen in both of these very empowering, very I'm still me sucks for you type of songs. So what can we learn from this? These are two stories in these songs about women finding worth without their men. Men who tried to hurt them, disrespect them, and make them feel worthless. Then they realized all these shitty things those men did to them, like cheat on them or not accept them for who they are. That's not a reflection of them or their worth. That's a reflection of the man's insecurities. And these songs are outward statements to the world. Very, they're like their message, their messages that are straight to their exes, and they say, "You thought you broke me down, and made me blind to my value." but you didn't. It actually made me have a huge newfound appreciation for all my value and for who I am without you, because I've been forced to look inward. And once I took my binoculars off of you and focusing on you and what you did, I, I got to look right into my soul and I realized how much, how much treasure is there. And wow, like you really fucked up this. You really like fucked up your chances with this. And now you downgraded, but look who I still am. I am priceless. I am gold. And I see myself clearly now. Clear as a diamond. Best believe I'm still bejeweled, bitch. Stronger than yesterday. My loneliness isn't killing me anymore. Stronger than they used to be. So I think that's what we can learn. To not let um, a man make you lose sight of your own worth, even in the messiest or most heinous of breakups. And can I tell you guys something, y'all? I'm stronger than I used to be, too. I used to let men like kind of like dog walk me I guess like I don't know I know it's embarrassing I know I'm only 22 and I haven't really really been in the dating game for so long but I feel like I used to let men get away with a lot not be, I I feel like I've always seen my worth but I was definitely putting it in them more than I should so I'm stronger than I used to be and now I've taken the leash off of myself and I've put it right on these men's necks and now I'm dog walking men if you guys did not know, I'm single and right now I'm legit like speed dating. Like I am doing like a telethon, like phone, 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 like phone call, phone call, phone call. Like congratulations. You get five minutes with me. What would you like to say? Prove yourself. I'm dating like the bachelor and I'm not even kidding. Like sometimes I'll be like on the phone with someone and then I'll have to hang up because like I have like another FaceTime scheduled with, with someone else or I'll be out with someone and then I'll like be done with our plans and like go to someone else. Like, I'm just not wasting my time. I'm legit speed dating. So if you hear this and we're talking, like it's you against a lot. So p- play your cards right. Let me tell you some examples of what not to do though and what not to let men get away with if you are in these shoes. Because with the speed dating, I've met a lot of unfortunate beings. Let's just say that. Um, I've met a lot of men who are hilarious in the way that they act and hilarious in what they think they can get away with and i am a picky judge i'm like a judge on america's got talent and i have that big red button right in front of me and i can hit it (laughs) you're out one strike and you're out is my motto this year so let me just give you some examples of who got that red axe okay we're we're not gonna name them what should what should we call them um um let's call them flops we're, we're just going to call them flop number one, two, three, et cetera. So flop number one, he, we met over Twitter, actually. So you can imagine how that was going. And, you know, he's been wanting to hang out. He's been wanting to meet me in person. He's been wanting to get up and all of this. And you can't blame him. Like, look at the material. Like, you can't blame him. I get it. But something with him, like, we started off pretty good. I was putting in my due effort because I'm down For someone who's down for me, I'll shower them with compliments. I will give them the time of day. I'll give them, you know, the energy that they deserve. I'll be great. But if they're not reciprocating that, peace. I I gotta go. There's other guys who will do that for me. So I kind of like backed off a bit because I feel like the reciprocation was not super there, unfortunately. So sometimes when I wouldn't respond to him as much, he'd be like, why are you leaving me on a red? You don't say that much. And I'm like, because you don't give me a lot to work with. You're dry. You don't. Uh, start enough conversations with me. You don't keep them going. So I don't really have anything to work with. But I said, I would be willing to give you an- another chance if you like prove to me that you like, you're sincere and you want this because you guys, like you have to make men show you how they crawl before you let them walk. So I was like, so tell me like what you like about me and why you want to still talk to me. I didn't say it like, like that, but I was just like, let's like, I guess get to know e- each other more. And he was saying like, oh, I like that. You're attractive. I like that you're an influencer. I said what? I said so you really don't even like me at all. You you just like me for these like superficial f- fleeting things. Um and like what is? Like I I said can you elaborate on the influencer thing? And he was like talking to influencers is hot. And I said, "What? Why?" Because you're hoping like to expose me one day. You're hoping that some of my shine can rub off on you. Your ego can get flattered by this like I gave you this extra chance. And now ah, you're out like big red X. I'm sorry. So that was done. So flop number two, this is a man that I met in person actually. And he was like super fun. Like he was exciting. I liked his energy. He was very like, um, like I guess forceful or like dominating in a way, but like just in like a for like a friendly way like he would be like making the plans and holding my hand like doing fun like taking initiative things like that so i thought that was fun i liked that and so i gave him a chance in person and then it was actually so awkward because i met him at a club one night and then he gave me a snapchat and snapchat me after and i didn't snapchat him back for a day and then I saw him at the club the next night and I didn't Snapchat him back yet. So I was like, oh my God, this is so awkward. This is so weird. And he bumped into me in a way that like he made it seem like it's an accident, but like I know it was not an accident. Like he was like, hey, it was funny seeing you here. You didn't Snapchat me. So that was weird, but he was being cool after that. So I met him out the next week for the third time and I brought my friend because like, I don't know, with all these serial killers going on, like, I'm not about to be caught lacking. So we're out there and he's like, so forcefully like grabbing onto me like the whole time he won't let me even talk to my own friend if i do he'll like get in between us and like cut him off and then my friend like hit me on the shoulder as like a friendly playful like teasing each other way like i love that like we were just playing and then he grabs my friend's hand super hard and he's like don't do that to him and starts to like physically fight him almost and i'm like oh my god like you're crazy And I just thought that was so scary. Like, why would you put your hands on my friends? Like, you don't need to be be that possessive. And for that reason, ah, that was your one strike and you're out. The third person we're gonna call flop number three. Um, I don't wanna give too much context because it could be obvious to who they are if they know me in real life. But basically, flop number three, I we knew each other in person, and then, you know, we went out a few times, we spent some nights together. It was fine, it was great, it was dandy. And he was being super complimentary at first. Like, we had a good vibe. And I can, like, handle being teased. That's fine. Like, tease me all day. Like, I love, like, that banter. I love to, like, get heated. Like, that's great. But once, like, we stopped hanging out as much, I feel like he was looking for my attention. And first of all, we didn't stop hanging out more because of, like, not wanting to see each other more just because distance. I feel like we were both interested, though. So he was starting to get my attention by, like, almost, like, insulting me. Like he, he would he would like slide up on my story if I posted like my legs at the gym and he would be like, Oh, like big legs, big head. I big like, you're you're just making fun of my big head. Like that's that's not cute. Like, why don't you just say I look good? Like if you want my attention, you could just do that. There's no shame, you know, you don't get knocked down a peg if you make me feel good. Um, he would like I posted the the videos of me getting hair shots, to like how my hair regrow, and he was like, Oh, you're getting those for balding. And he, he already knows my hair loss story. And he was like, ha for balding. Like, you're balding. Like, what am I supposed to say to that? Like, you already know my situation. So why are you, like, pointing that out? It's if I don't already see my hair thinning from stress. Like, you're going to stress me out more, bitch. And then he was commenting on my on my eczema. And I was like, well, before the eczema comment, I was like, say one more thing. And you will get your ass blocked. And then he commented on my eczema that you guys know I'm having because it's cold. So, Argh. You're fucking out. Like you had your warning. I'm sorry. Like that's not the way to get my attention. Like my physical appearance will never be the butt of anyone else's joke. And I'm not gonna let someone else get into the habit of thinking that it is. If I don't make those jokes about myself, you can't make them because they're not jokes. Like if 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 I joke about it first, it's fine. You 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 can do it in a genuinely funny way. I'm not trying to be the biggest snowflake here, but too much. No. So the moral of the story here is um if you want me you better act like it no gains will be tolerated you better treat me well even like pray even praise me if if that's the word you want but nothing other than good vibes or genuine like fun will be tolerated so put in effort like you mean it no one no one is getting an easy entry to me babe and i want you guys to always know that to never come at relationships like in a term of like in a in a lacking mindset like oh my god if it doesn't work out with this person i'm not gonna find someone else no there's plenty of fishes in the sea and every dud that you get past every flop that you get past is closer to the one that you can be with so that's just my lesson for my personal life today Okay, so I think the Idaho murder case is so relevant to all of us because we all want to know what kind of person is capable of this, killing four people by stabbing them to death in their sleep. And we just got so many more details about how he killed them in their sleep and like their appearance after which I was kind of confused when New- when the New York Times, which is like I think maybe the, the biggest publication in America, posted such a detailed um, like article about uh, the injuries each of these kids sustained. But it seemed a bit tasteless, but I'm not going to go into every detail here. But what they said in this article is just so absolutely crazy. And last episode, I was talking about the ABC 2020 special. Like, they're already making documentaries about this shit, which is wild. But I watched it and there was some new... Um, interesting information from some of the victim's parents so we're just going to talk about that and everything that goes on so super short recap brian kohlberger a 28 year old phd student studying criminology and criminal justice in the university of washington murdered four 21 21- and 20 year olds who were living together in a single house attending the university of idaho absolutely tragic absolutely awful everyone's thinking why would he do this what the fuck happened like this is truly truly a tragedy But I feel like we're getting some insight even to what led up to this, which was him stalking them. We didn't know that at first, but it was verified when phone records showed his phone pinned to the nearest cell towers to the victim's house in Idaho, where he killed four of them. Twelve nights leading up to him actually going in there one night and committing these heinous crimes. So for twelve nights, he was stalking them. Not only that, but he was even his phone records show that he was even uh like pinned to their Wi-fi he wasn't like using their Wi-fi but like it came up as as an option on his phone these nights did you guys know that 13.5 million people get stalked every year in America that's like everyone that's way too many people I aren't aren't there like 400 million people in America 13.5 million is just too close for comfort and truly if someone was stalking me I would have no idea like, I, w- I would just have no idea. I'm not observant like that. I'm in my own world. Like, someone could be putting their eyes pressed up against my window at night, fully being obvious, like, blasting music on their cell phone. And I I, I just wouldn't see them. Like, I'm so oblivious. So, that's very concerning. But the surviving roommate is, is also kind of being stalked right now, which is crazy because the paparazzi are, like, following her everywhere. The roommate, uh, well, her name is Dylan, who actually saw the killer that night in the house she was literally just like on a run the other day and paparazzi were taking photos of her and then like posting it online like what are they saying to her when she's on her run like were they like dylan dylan like your roommates were murdered how do you feel clearly bad like like stop harassing her that's so creepy get away from her get a job it's scary so i feel bad that the paparazzi are like stalking this girl essentially but um Let's let's get into the victims being stalked. So on the ABC special, Kaylee Consalvis's dad said that Kaylee did mention that she thought she was being stalked. Which we have heard uh, sources say that her friends say that she was confiding in them, like saying that, hey, she might be stalked. But now we know it's straight from her dad. She did think she was being stalked, which is so scary. On the special, he said um, she mentioned it to himself and his wife, her mom, m- multiple times leading up to this, saying that when she would be at the grocery store while she was at college, she would just feel like the guy who came ro- came up right behind her at the self-checkout was, you know, following her or she saw him before or just instances like that, like really small instances. And if you know Brian Culbroker's face, like he has really creepy, like buggy eyes, like that wouldn't sit right with me at all. So, good for her for like noticing for telling people about it. it it i know it seems like a bold thing to like call the police about it immediately so i don't blame her for not like acting on it but kudos to her for even like noticing it um and that's just so terrifying the dad also said he he saw a connection between brian and kaylee but he wouldn't say what so I, i'm assuming that means like brian tried to like dm her or, like message her online or something and she just didn't respond because i just don't see her doing that but I feel like this all makes sense that Kaylee would be the target. And I feel like everyone is kind of joining in on that consensus. Kaylee is a, a beautiful, she was a beautiful 21 year old girl. It wouldn't surprise me that maybe she is just his type or something, or she was very active on social media, probably more than the rest of them on TikTok and everything like that. So maybe he saw her like that. Um, but it all makes sense that Kaylee would be the target because even the night of the killings, if you guys remember me going back, that when the surviving roommate said she woke up at 4 a.m. and heard noises in the house, she said that the first noise she heard was what she thought was Kaylee playing with her dog because she heard the dog make some kind of noise. So it would make sense if Brian broke into the house at about 4.05, went up to Kaylee's room where Kaylee locked the dog in for the night. So maybe she heard the dog jump off the bed when brian opened the door to find kaylee in her room alone but he actually found the dog and then remember when the surviving roommate said she thinks she heard kaylee say is someone here that would make sense because who like why would someone go in kaylee's room that's obviously gonna startle katie kaylee who's currently in maddie's room sleeping with maddie or about to fall asleep with maddie um kaylee also have defense had defensive wounds so she was awake but it would just make sense that kaylee said oh is someone here and then he goes right into the room and does that to them so um yeah and the dad also said before before this new york times article even came out he was saying that kaylee's wounds were worse than maddie's or anyone's like what he did to her was worse so just all of this together and knowing that kaylee was the one who noticed she had a stalker it makes me feel like kaylee was the target and i feel like a part of him wanted kaylee but probably also like her surrounding friends because he wanted the media's attention. He wanted this to be a big spectacle. He wanted to feel like the center of attention basically. And think of himself as some cool, calm collected, like ninja killer outsmarting everyone. And I think that would be, I think in his mind, he thinks, Hey, let me find someone who's gorgeous. First of all, to like take out my anger on that, you know, girls reject me, blah, blah, blah. I want to take out my anger on her, but also I want to, make it a big scene. And who better than a pretty girl who lives in a party house is well connected to her family, friends and the whole town. Cause then that's going to be the biggest news story. So that would make sense if his motive was to get Kaylee It's because of that. So in this New York times article, it described the wounds and it's from the first person perspective of a investigator who went to the scene the very first day that the police were called. And he said, right when he walked in, the smell of blood took over the air I, I don't really know the smell of blood. Like, I, I don't know what that would smell like. I've, I'm assuming just like a, like a lot of iron. Cause I feel like that's what blood, like, I, I don't know if you've ever like accidentally like tasted your own blood as a kid. Like that's what it tastes like. I just don't know. But he said the smell of blood went throughout the whole air. Even when you just walked in the house at the front door, even though the rooms weren't really by the front door, it took over. Um, it, And he said, when he pulled up to the house that day, there was just clusters of young kids on the outside of the house looking like they were in absolute shock, like they just saw a ghost, pale faces, and they really couldn't even make out senses, even when the police were there, they were just, they, he just heard one of the girls say dead, that's so scary, oh my god, like that is so scary, that the girls couldn't even say that, and then you have to say the word dead, like you have to like actually acknowledge what's inside that house, like oh just saying that word out loud is so scary, but um, when he went in to the Susanna and Ethan's room who he went into first. He said that they had um, visible stab wounds, but their faces were untouched, which I guess makes sense. Like, I guess he didn't have time to do that. Um, I heard in the New York times article or of any fair article, I think that he stabbed them each in the heart. So they only had like four to six, four to like 10 seconds to like be conscious after that. Um, and then he, he said when he went up to Kaylee in Maddie's room, Maddie's wounds were, quote, less feral, more measured, at least in comparison to Kaylee's. Kaylee's who, quote, looked like they were large, larger puncture wounds and gouges or chunks were taken out of her flesh, like not just like a stab and then a takeout, like gouges. Yeah, I'm confused why they posted this. Um, I don't feel feel like it was the most necessary for them to do, Especially when they put it behind, like, their New York Times, like, subscription. Don't you have to pay, like, a dollar a day for the New York Times or or something? I I I didn't even diverge into all the details, but that's, like, the basic sense, like, what happened, why people think Haley was the target. So the next question is, who would be capable of that? Like, what person could really be capable of doing something so horrible? And people found Brian's old, e- like, old email address that he would post on forums about when he was about 17 or 18 in 2011. He would confide in basically strangers online, which we know he likes to do from previous posts. But he was talking about some very scary stuff from his old personal email. And this has been confirmed because it was his old email that he already confirmed. And then it had his birthday on it as well. So these are just some of the quotes that he posted on forums talking about how he feels like he has no empathy and he could potentially be a danger to people. He said things like, I feel like an organic sack of meat with no self-worth. He said that he felt like he could do whatever he wanted with little remorse. Giving first-person accounts, saying things like, as I would hug my family, I look into their faces. I see nothing. It's like I'm looking at a video game, but less. Hmm. It's a very interesting first-person perspective of someone who, you know, is capable of carrying out crimes like this and is a sociopath. And sometimes I feel like my life is on, like, a video game mode or, like, a simulation mode, but not in a way that I don't have empathy. Sometimes I feel like I have too much empathy and I feel too much. Some, I, it's, it's more so in a way where it's, like, I just feel like every day is, like, monotonous. And I I will never admit that, you know, I will never call myself an NPC, but sometimes I feel like, oh, my God, I just do the same thing every day, like a character. Like, it's so a- annoying. So, I mean, I don't relate to him, but the the video game thing, I'm like, hmm. Some of his other posts would say that he had anxiety, depression, and constant thoughts of suicide and said that he would have a very uh, poor self-esteem and would look at himself in the mirror and he saw a sickly, tired, useless, and stupid man. And he claims that he would take this self-anger and frustration at the world and be rude to people. He said that he would be rude to his father and treat him, quote, like dirt, and he wouldn't feel bad after. And he almost like felt bad that he didn't feel bad after. And it's weird that it's like a very meta thing. Like he's experiencing himself having no empathy, but is frustrated as to why he is not experiencing this empathy. It's a very interesting thing, like observing that. He said that nothing I do is enjoyable. I am blank. I have no opinion. I have no emotion. I have nothing. Can anyone relate? Um, I hope not. I'm not going to sympathize with him at all, but that must be frustrating and very confusing. But um, at the end of the day, no excuse, especially he seems to be very aware that that's bad. And he, he hopes he w- wouldn't be a danger to someone, but um, it seems like he may have like let these thoughts get to him. But of course there's no justification of what he did. He also said that he suffers from something on these forms called visual haze, which is a syndrome where basically the world from your eyes, there's always like some fuzz on your eyes, basically like, almost like fuzz on a TV or like snow, like falling over your eyes that impairs your vision. So he has visual haze. That could also explain explain how he didn't see the roommate uh, as he was walking by her, as she was like peeping out of her door. Maybe it was already dark and the haze and he was just booking it for the back door. Maybe, maybe he didn't really see her. Um, visual haze has been linked to drug use, like causing people to do drugs to deal with it. And it's rumored that he's done heroin in the past, but it's almost like one of his past friends said that he knows Brian used to do it, but he didn't think he would do it for um, long periods of time. Like he had a very short stint with it and that he's learned a lot and he would not use the heroin again. That's what his friend said. But apparently he did do that. And I'm sure that could alter someone's brain chemistry and make someone whose mental health is already bad, much worse. So, so something else about visual haze is that it's never been leaked. It's never been linked to being violent. So if you know someone with that, like, don't worry, they, won't be violent just because of that they might just like want to like take something to cope with it but anyway it's very scary learning about these first-hand accounts of someone with no empathy who can then do all these those things we previously talked about to for people who seems like good completely um innocent humans who did not deserve that so what can we learn from this for our own lives even though it seems like a far off comparison i think we can just learn the importance of empathy i think we all have empathy but i'm saying is that Uh, practicing active empathy, I think is really important. It helps you understand people a lot. When someone does something to you, um, instead of getting mad at them or reacting in a sad way or a confused way, I feel like using the power of empathy to try to put yourself in their shoes can help you understand them a lot more. Like if someone just broke up with you or something, you can be like, okay, but what were they probably thinking from their perspective? They were probably thinking, oh, they just weren't. Feeling it. They don't want to lie about this to me anymore. They want to let me down in a nice way, and I can't blame them for just how they feel. So I feel like just practicing putting yourself in other people's shoes um, is very important. And it's a conscious thing that you kind of had to do every day. Like whenever you're talking to someone, I think you should be as nice as you would like them to be with you because you need to be conscious that you're talking to someone with a soul just as fragile and just like yours. And You just need to remember that and have empathy with every single thing you say and do and even actively say to yourself like what is this person probably experiencing or feeling i don't want to impair them at all and do what to others as you would want them to do to you the golden rule Okay, so Britney Spears, poor Britney. When are we all just going to leave Britney alone? But seriously, that's that's like the phrase, that's like the prophecy. Like someone just leave Britney alone. He was right all those years ago and it's still relevant today. Can you believe that? So Britney Spears, she's been going through a lot right now. As we talked about in previous episodes, she's been acting, I guess, stranger than usual <laughs> the last few weeks. So much so people are wondering if she was cloned, replaced, if she even has access to her Instagram anymore, if she is trapped in her house still, if her wedding was fake, all of that. It's all very concerning stuff. So the situation was looking up at first. People were like, okay, it seems like she is home. It seems like she is in control of her Instagram because she was uh, talking shit about her sister, which like, thank God, like that's when you know it's okay when she's still talking shit about her family, all is right with the world. But then it was looking down again because Britney Spears went out in public this weekend to a restaurant in LA and she was sitting in the middle of this restaurant, which is really confusing because she's not only a celebrity, but she's Britney motherfucking Spears. She should be in a back room, private, by herself, just to enjoy the food, enjoy whoever she's with, the company. But there was videos of her sitting just like in a booth in the middle of this restaurant as if she's a pedestrian as if she's a civilian just like the rest of us she was really sitting amongst the normies and i don't know why she was doing that i feel like britney would be like no like let me sit where everyone else sits i want to be where the people are let me be a part of your world i feel like she would do that so maybe she just wanted to sit with everyone and like soak up the energy or whatever but at one point during this dinner where she was out with her husband sam People started taking so many videos of her that she went into like some kind of like quote unquote. This is what the articles are saying about her, like TMZ quote unquote a manic episode where she was saying stuff that made absolutely no sense, or just speaking like gibberish and almost like a like she was speaking like some kind of gibberish, like a crazed baby, almost like blah blah blah, like da 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 da, just like that kind of stuff um no one really knows what she was saying and then in the video her husband sam is nowhere to be seen so she's kind of just alone at this table i think i I mean i I hope at least with one security guard but it kind of just seemed like she was alone at this table and clearly going through something so people online were like oh my god sam is such an asshole we hate him why would he leave her in that moment in the video she was like taking a couple menus to cover her face because she knew people were recording her like what a nightmare and it sucks that she has her freedom now, but she can't even go out in public and just enjoy herself without something like this happening. And I hope Sam wouldn't leave her. When I first saw the video, I was like, okay, just because Sam isn't here, it doesn't mean he left her. Maybe he went to go get the car. Maybe he went to go tell the valet to get the car. He was preparing something for them to leave. And it seems like that is what happened because the next day, okay, I do like, I, I want to live in a world where Sam Esgari, her husband, is a good person. But sometimes his TMZ paparazzi videos on the street are so obviously staged because a lot of celebrities call paparazzi to come and find them, to take like a candid video of them, like setting the record straight or something. They used to do that more before Instagram and like social media was a thing where people can just say, you know, their own piece on their own social media accounts. But Sam like calls the paparazzi to basically set the record straight. And I think he does that because. I think if he thinks he thinks that if he did it from his own Instagram, it would seem like uh, like ingenuine or like he's uh, talking behind Britney's back or something or using his platform to get followers or just like exploit their situation on his own terms. So I feel like he wants to make it look natural. Like, oh, I'm just walking in the paparazzi came up to me. But the day after this happens, people are like, OK, was she having manic episode? Did you leave her? Like, what happened? He called the paparazzi and he was just like oh I was going to get the car like everything's fine Britney you know like she went out in public she's fine how, how are you and Britney the other night we saw the video from the restaurant yeah, like absolutely. how did what, what happened can you elaborate a little bit People are, gets a little bit too excited to see my wife so everybody's filming everybody's doing their thing but you know how it is uh, fame comes with the territory and I went to get the car to get the hell out of there and people just thought I left but that didn't happen so it is what it is man was she just getting frustrated because everywhere she goes someone yeah. has a camera it's frustrating. and straight de- absolutely so frustrating. it's kind of like she felt disrespected yeah so that, you, you know when you sit down to have a meal and people get their cameras out and start filming you and stuff it's disrespectful but you know what it is it's just the it fence comes into the territory and that's it He seemingly just calmed down and appeased all the concerned Britney Spears fan that said, oh my god, she's acting crazy and her husband Sam is such a horrible husband who has been being her fake husband this whole time and actually part of the conspiracy to control her or manipulate her Instagram or is not um, adding to her freedom and her new life and should be more supportive of her. But for now, I'm going to say Sam is a good guy, but I'm also just going to keep my eye on him because I have been invested in the Britney Spears stuff. I took my foot off that pedal after like she was freed and everything but i am gonna keep a real close eye on mr Ascari from now on but britney spears response to the whole manic episode at the restaurant was her posting a instagram dancing video of course where she actually looked quite good like her hair looked crimped i'm on her shadowband instagram right now and her hair was crimped like her outfit was cute and she's just dancing you know as only free and amazing as britney spears can and, oh my god, why is she, like, putting a heart on her neck? Like, she's doing the heart with her hands, like, but, like, on her, like, Adam's apple. Like, I don't know what what she's doing. But, and it's just her, like, flipping off the camera, I guess, to, for people saying that she was acting strange. She was like, that's just how I act. I can speak gibberish if I want, and that's true. She can speak gibberish if she wants to, so... Good for her. I I, I guess she's okay. So if you saw the story of her having a manic episode at a restaurant, the situation now is she is okay and she's running her own Instagram and Sam is potentially shady, but he's still like really sexy. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening to today's episode of Pop Culture University. I guess class is dismissed for now. The bell has rung, you know, so... But the bell doesn't dismiss you. I do, as all teachers say. But um, professors, I should say. But thank you guys for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation and the life lessons. If you did, rate this podcast five-star. Leave a cute little review on Apple Podcasts. I love reading them. DM me. Screenshot yourself. Listen to it. Post it to your Instagram story and tag me. And yeah, Tuesday, Friday class. Don't forget it. Remember last week when I was like, I'm going to have a self-care weekend. It's going to be so healthy. And I'm just going to get rejuvenated and really uh let the goodness run through me and be really wholesome that did not happen that did not happen at all i i I was making bad decisions again yeah i was very drunk i was a little too drunk making bad decisions going to multiple different clubs you know bus club another club no sleep um getting a little bit angry when i was drunk too i'm not angry i would say but definitely starting fights but not like i was kind of just like stirring the pot and then before that pot exploded i would like back off basically i was getting toxic some sometimes i feel like people enjoy toxic people so i feel like that like my inhibitions were down and i was just like kind of fighting people i'm not going to do that again though mm I'm definitely going to have a wholesome week this week and I think you guys should do the same thing. You know, do do a face mask or paint your nails or um take a bath with a ba- with a bath bomb. Do that. Don't do what I did this weekend. Yeah. It's actually so embarrassing. Like I can't even get into details, but I guess I will. Like I was being like so like possessive of a guy who I was like just talking to. Like he doesn't have the red X yet. The uh, yet. So other people were, were like talking to him, like girls, like girls were, were talking to him. My cousin was talking to him and I was like, get your hands off of him <laughs> in a friendly way. Like in a friendly way, I was just like, hey, like, you know, he's like here with me, right? Like, that's what I was saying. Like my cousin like put her hand on him and like, all, like all my friends are like bisexual, so whatever. So I have to keep my out for everyone. So like she put like her hand on his chest and I like gently removed her hand from his chest. <laughs> when i was drunk um and i was talking to other people who are literally like like lesbians i was like stop talking to this guy like he's here with me like but i was i was like blacked out but anyway that's not the real me that's my evil twin so kind of embarrassed by it kind of had a good time but not gonna be doing that this weekend i really i can only get like thoroughly drunk like like once every 3 months. So I guess that was that night. And I can only like really black out like once a year. So we'll see when that happens, but that was my weekend. But like I'm young, I'm tw- I'm 22. Let let me do what I want. So yeah. Anyway, I will leave you guys with that. Go check out my new TikToks I posted this week. My NSFW Twitter is on private, but it's still alive. Patty pop private. Um Yeah. Have a safe, amazing week. And I will see you guys on Tuesday, okay?